This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you're just tuning into the show, if at any point you have a question about today's uh, conversation or you want to ask something a little different, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. Definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, feel free to head over to the radio page. There you can check out a lot of the past educational shows. You can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. This will let you know what the latest episode is and if it's a topic that really relates to one of your burning questions. So, you know, it's interesting that there's a whole lot about a person that you can figure out based on their personality traits. And today we're going to look at some different studies that say that someone's personality traits could be tied to their likelihood of running out of money in retirement, which is something none of us want to do. But before we get too far into that, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, Tara. Thanks for asking. I've had a fantastic week. Uh, really been getting a lot done, so I'm happy about that. And just, uh, you know, it's we're headed into a crazy season uh, with holidays. And obviously the COVID situation is still looming out there. So uh, just uh, trying to get by, but the, the family's healthy and happy. How about you? How are you and Chris doing? We are, we're doing really well, Tony. And I think we were talking about this on our last week's show is um, staying very plugged in with my family over Zoom. So who thought, who knew that it, my brother has (laughs) a a Zoom account for his architecture business. And so he sets it up so that we have a a link every Sunday. And it's been pretty fun because at the beginning people were like, well, I'm busy or I don't have time, but now everybody's pretty much dialing in. So even just a quick half an hour um, time to touch base with family, Tony, I think that because my family is all over the country, we're probably maybe more connected now than we were before COVID. Yeah, that that is that's crazy and great. That's a positive note in an otherwise fairly not positive year. (laughs) But uh, we got to look at the upsides. And I think that's great. Obviously, Zoom has brought a lot of people together uh, over long distances that, you know, people realize, hey, we can communicate this way. This can work. Uh, you know, it's never as good as in person, but it's as close as you're going to get. And you're you're seeing each, a lot more of each other than you were before this all happened. So that's the good news. I like that. Uh, and it's the same. You know, I mean, it's brought my immediate family closer together and in good ways. And uh, we've gotten to uh, spend more time with each other. And I think it's been really good for some people. That might not be a good thing, but for us, it's been great. So uh, what are we talking about today? I mean, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about personality and retirement. Well, yeah, we're going to have a little fun, Tony, but it's 
it's, you know, it's a soft study, but there's a lot of personality traits that could potentially be linked to having that higher risk of going broke in retirement. And wow. nobody wants that. So no. I thought we would just take a little time and let's look at some of these things. And obviously, if you're listening to the show and you have some of those traits, you don't start beating yourself up. But that little bit of self-awareness, Tony, or, you know, holding up a mirror to yourself, uh, it's always, why would you not want to take advantage of a way to set yourself up for success? So if that little bit of self-awareness helps you succeed in retirement, I think we've had a great show. Yeah. Yeah. And I was surprised by it too. I, I saw a mar- an article that said, you know, certain personality traits could put you at higher risk of going broke in retirement. I'm like, come on. So, uh, but it is, it is fascinating how people have personality traits and it leads to certain things. Uh, there's no denying that. So I think this is going to be a, a great uh, a great topic. And we do hear uh, about studies like that. So uh, what makes this one unique? What's this? Uh, well, Tony, what really topic? caught yeah, Tony, what really caught my eye about this study is is what it kind of looked into. So, you know, there's a lot of studies that evaluate how likely someone is to spend their retirement savings based on their age, marital status and legacy goals. But this study really found that your personality traits may have more impact on how likely you are to go broke in retirement than any of those things. And, you know, your personality traits could even have a bigger impact on your retirement savings, whether you plan to continue to work in retirement or not. And so, Tony, I mean, I can just give you a personal example is um, working with my dad. He will spend money on the grandkids no matter what. Uh He just he will. And, And he's like, well, I don't need it. And that's great. But at some point, he does need to keep enough to help take care of those medical costs and those unexpected things. And Tony, he's been like this his whole life. And it's just it's one of those I don't necessarily want to call it a flaw because he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. But he will just he'll go broke spending money on other people. And, you know, when you have that personality trait, because I mean, I'm sure you probably know people that way as well. It it really doesn't matter how much money you have if you're just going to spend it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But you know what, Tara, this topic makes me a little nervous because, uh, I mean, things are getting real. I hope this isn't an intervention you're planning here. <laughs> I hope you're not, we're not just going to run down a list of my unique personality traits. Tony, we don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. So no, I'm definitely not going to pick on you because the first thing is I can reassure you is that, you know, this article says some personality traits actually make you less likely to run out of money when it comes to retirement. So it's all like just food for thought. So when you think about it, it makes sense. Things like conscientiousness, that is a big mouthful to say. And financial self-efficacy, they were directly related to slower withdrawal rates from retirement accounts. So, you know, MarketWatch defined financial self-efficacy as a sense of resilience and control over financial situations. So if you feel like you've got a good plan and that you're in charge of your money and you know how you need to spend it and you kind of think things through, you're not an impulse buyer, that's going to give a slower withdrawal rate from your retirement account. And so these people, Tony, are are less likely to run out of money in retirement because they just kind of take that extra step to, to think something through and go, do I really need that? Do I really want that? Is this the best way? What am I what am I trying to do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, and we don't want to run out of money in retirement. We, we've been talking about that. But the, the flip side of that coin, I assume it means there are people out there 
who are more likely to withdraw their funds faster. Tony, and, and of course, this is the moment that you've been dreading. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the following traits that were common among people who are likely to spend money down in their retirement is is pretty surprising. But Tony, I'm just going to list them out and then we'll talk about it because I've got an example here. Um, so people who are creative, adventurous, venturesome, who are looking for new ideas and experiences, people who are caring, warm and sympathetic to others, which is normally a good thing. People who feel like they're regularly worrying, nervous or anxious. And then people who have recently experienced negative emotions of many kinds. But Tony, I went diving with with a couple and um, this woman, she was young, but her she had inherited from her dad some pretty nice size um, IRAs that had set her up pretty for, good for retirement. And Tony, she was cashing them out and spending them. And, oh. and she said, well, you know, I just have a philosophy in life that I, you know, I don't work, to, I work to live. I don't live to work. And mm-hmm. which is something that we all feel like, especially when we're 30. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, exactly. And I, I totally understood her sentiment because she was wanting to be adventuresome and seek out new ideas and experiences. But there's always like in everything, Tony, there's got to be a balance. And so, but the study found that literally all these different groups were more likely to have higher withdrawal rates from their retirement accounts. And Tony, I would posit that it comes back to how you justify it to yourself. And it could be because you're warm and caring and trying to take care of somebody. It could be because you're like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. I'm going to take it or, you know, and then we, we've all been in that situation, particularly like Tony, like for um, people who have gone through a, a nasty divorce or something where you have a negative emotion, you kind of tend to be a little self-destructive in the moment. So we want to make sure that yeah. if you're having any of these things, it's your money and you can do what you want. But it's always nice to just just have that little second thing to go. Is this what I really want to do? Sure. Uh, but this is where I, I gulp loudly because uh, some of those things you listed uh, that for people who are more likely to spend down their retirement income at a higher rate, uh, I have some of those characteristics. Well, Tony, I think we all do, right? Because if right. you identify with one of these groups, it's a pretty it's a pretty big grouping of people, um, and I don't think those are bad traits. But what we want to do with, if you're adventuresome, if you're kind, if you're worrisome. You know, we all have moments. I have, I could probably fall into one of those groups on any given day of the month. So just, it's just to be aware that if you're having stress, I think it almost comes down to if you're having stress, good or bad stress in your life, make sure that you, if you're going to tie it to a big money decision that you think about it, because you're going to have, I mean, if you're out there enjoying life and living your life, you're going to have adventuresome moments. You're going to be kind and take care of people. You're going to be worried. Sometimes you're going to have some of those negative days. So that what we want to, the takeaway here, Tony, is just be cognizant of when that's happening and, and just make a second, second, uh, opinion for yourself to go. Yeah. I want to spend this money. Why do I want to spend it? Is there, do I need to spend it or is this solving some kind of an emotional need I'm feeling? Well, you're right, Tara. And I think we need to take a quick break here, though. Is there anything you want to add before the break? You know, Tony, I love it because we're talking about personality traits. And this is what a planner does, right? Is a planner tries to take emotion out of things. And that's why I love 
if you have a good plan in place, when these different stressful moments pop up in your life, you do kind of have that plan to go back to, to go, okay, here's what I was going to do. And that way you have a way to, to give yourself that, that check to make sure you're making good decisions. So for those folks that are listening today, especially if you know you kind of have some of this impulsive nature, give Chris and I a call. 719-210-4242. We can sit down and help you make that plan that's going to make sure that your retirement success uh, survives your impulses. Hello, this is Tara Nolan of Nolan Financial, and I want to tell you about a very special event we are now hosting quarterly, either virtually or in person. Chris and I are offering our one-day financial planning workshop. How much is enough and how do I get there? It starts with a seminar talk about your financial health, and then we will have activities on goal setting, spend planning, and knowing how much you need, helpful tips and more, all for no cost. But there are a limited number of spots, and we are accepting names for our waiting list now. I would like to offer our listeners the opportunity to attend. Call us now to get on the list before it fills up. Welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If at any point during today's show, you have a burning question, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242 and definitely visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at the website, definitely head over to the radio page. There you can check out past educational shows. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. That way you'll always be up to date with our latest episodes. So we've been talking today and about if you have certain personality traits, you could be at risk of going broke in retirement more than other people. Well, you know what? I think we've had a great conversation so far. And as I expected, I feel like the groups you've outlined basically create a psychological profile of me. I I just think this is all about me. And uh, that's what's got me worried, Tara. Should I be (laughs) concerned? Well, I I don't want you to be concerned, but, but use that concern to listen up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I worry about others while I'm skydiving. I think that checks most of the boxes, doesn't it? <laughs> well, hopefully when you're skydiving, you're paying attention to your procedures. <laughs> right. Right. So, but you know, of course, Tony. So, and I love the study found that people who are creative and adventuresome, people who are caring and sympathetic, and people who are worrisome or anxious are more likely to withdraw funds from the retirement at a faster rate. And then on the flip side, Tony, is people who demonstrate personality traits like conscientiousness and financial self-efficacy are more likely to withdraw funds from their retirement savings at a slower rate. So Tony, that's a lot of big words. So I almost think you could have like an odd couple situation here where you've got the nudge (laughs) on one side and and the party girl on the other side. (laughs) So, but you know, the idea is that the faster you withdraw money from your retirement savings, the faster you could run out. And that's certainly dependent upon a number of other variables in your specific case, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not already doomed. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely not. And this is why we (laughs) this is why we have these conversations, Tony, is so that we can we can get ahead of it. Get ahead of that curve. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, and not by any stretch. Like I said early earlier is you could fit perfectly within all of these categories at any given day. So there's not a reason to panic. And one of the things I liked is this study looked at 3,600 people in the United States, Tony, who were age 50 and older, and just evaluated their personality traits and then compared it with tax data. So what the study found to be true on average is among this audience, 
it's far from being a hard and fast rule about everyone who demonstrates those traits. So, you know, rather than worrying about your personality traits, you might find it very beneficial to just be proactive about your retirement. Because, you know, that a lot of times for most of us, that the financial planning is that thing on your to-do list that keeps falling off the page till tomorrow. <laughs> I love that. And, and so now's the time to just talk to a financial services professional and talk about the steps you take to make your retirement dreams a reality because it's like everything, Tony, anything in life that's worth having does take a little work. Yep, it does. And I think it's a good idea uh, to look at where you're at and who you are and, uh, you know, your traits and habits. And I, I do think you make a good point. Uh, personality traits aside, working with a financial professional is going to help you enact the behaviors that will make retirement more attainable for you, especially if you're the type of person who might struggle with it. Well, Antonio, I would just say for folks listening, everybody struggles with it a little bit because, yeah. it, it, you know, it's hard to, to find that balance of um, immediate gratification today and, and living your best life today and then trying to plan for tomorrow. And it's just a shift that's happened because when companies stopped giving pensions, companies used to do that for you, right? They used to just take that money out of your paycheck and you never saw it. And now that there's the 401k option, the comp- you've been given full responsibility, but you know, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, and, and becomes great opportunity for huge mistakes. <laughs> exactly. So, so you want to make sure you, you contribute. Absolutely. So making retirement attainable, it's just about figuring out the baby steps that are going to help you get there and, and be successful. So, but I, I do have some other potential mistakes on this journey to retirement and how to avoid uh, some of those mistakes. Because the thing is, is Tony, I feel like I always make plenty of mistakes on my own. Well, yeah, I, I, I have no problem uh, doing that. All, all by me onesie. So, and anytime mistakes are made, obviously there could be a lapse in judgment involved, but I guess that doesn't mean it's something necessarily related to my personality. Uh, well, you know, it's true, Tony, because here's one of the biggest things that we always hear about is people thinking that they can beat the market. You know, we've always been taught that you need to to buy low and sell high. But but the reality is, is people get excited about the stock market when the stock market's going crazy and people are like, well, I want to get in on this. And so people get attracted to that that active strategy of I want to ride the market when it's going well. And so um, it's hard, though, if you're trying to do it by yourself to actively buy and sell assets so that you can try to beat the market. And Tony, that's kind of what everybody's looking at doing. And, and this is one of those things where if you're a full time, you're in it and that's your hobby and you're studying it all the time, you might be OK. But if, if you're working a full time job and you look at it every now and again and you think you're going to beat the market, that's it, almost like gambling. It is like gambling. I mean, yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, but, you know, it's a it's a tough gig to do better than the market and at the same time do better than professionals whose entire job it is to try to do that, right? Well, it, it really is, Tony. I mean, just, you know, I, when I need medical care, I go to the doctor, not because I can't get online and research it, but why would I? Because there's someone who's a professional that can do that. So, um yeah, it's 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 that's a tough gig if you think you can beat the market, and uh, especially is, is if you do have a win, you can you can start to think that you're a genius, <laughs> and maybe you just right. got lucky. 
<laughs> or maybe that's just me. Yeah. So a second mistake is kind of the opposite of that, Tony, is, is some people get they've been burned by the market once or twice or heard a bad story. And so they keep all their money in cash. And so in mistake number one, we've talked about, you know, just being excited and trying to, to buy and sell ahead of the market. But it gets um, it's almost just as bad as if you leave all of your money in a bank account that's not earning any interest to keep up with inflation. And so your your money may be protected, but you're not going to keep up with inflation that you're going to need. So one of the problems with this line of thinking is that you may be avoiding the chance of growing your money. So it's it's just a thing, Tony, is at the end of the day, it's your money. And that's why I really believe it's good to have balance. I like to have people have some money in the market so it goes and keeps up with inflation. And then I like to for people to have some safe money so that they can sleep at night. And it's that's, I think, the best strategy, but it's it's really hard if you try to do it by yourself. Yeah, really hard. And obviously, everybody's situation is different, but I, I feel like that can be especially dangerous if you think about the rising costs of things like healthcare. And we've talked about that before. You don't want your money to essentially get less valuable while the cost of things you need gets higher. Well, that's exactly true, Tony. And you know, the third thing that this article was talking about that I liked was um, people try to put their money in too many places. So you, you, we all hear about the importance of diversification. But this mistake is where people don't focus on the underlying assets that they believe to be diverse. So the example given is somebody who has 20 different accounts at a financial services company. Now, 20 accounts in different vehicles certainly gives the appearance of being diverse. But I would say 20 different accounts in the market that's one place is the market. And so I always like to, to really balance out red and green money, Tony. I talk about green money is money that is 100% safe and guaranteed, like what you have in your bank account or an annuity. And then the market is the red money is the money that you have at risk. And, and I always like to, it always comes down to this question, Tony, of how much money are you willing to lose? And I think you were just about to dive into the fourth common mistake. Uh, so uh, let's go to that. So thank you, Tony. That means a lot coming from you. So now back to Market Watch, uh, a list of retirement money mistakes. One is steering too far clear of your savings. So, you know, it can be really hard, Tony, for retirees to make that transition from saving to spending, because while you're working, you're, you're kind of always saving your foot money in your 401ks, you have your emergency funds, and it gets a little nerve wracking to start spending that nest egg. And it makes a lot of sense because because you spent you spent all that time building that nest egg. So we're pretty attached to some of those dollars and you almost kind of look at them like they're they're sacred cows that you don't want to touch. But um, a lot of retirees, Tony, they lose sight of why they tuck those dollars away to begin with. And I wouldn't say necessarily you lose sight of it, but you've just spent so you've created this habit of saving, saving, saving. And it's just like it feels wrong to spend. Yeah. And so that's why it's always interesting, Tony, as part of a good retirement plan is also for having that plan for how you're going to spend that money, not just saving that money. True. Have a spending plan. And that that's huge. And I, it also makes me think that it's personality traits. Some people's personality traits uh, and behaviors are, hey, they want to hold on to things. You know, they, they want to hold on to their money and other people spend too much, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show because of their personality traits. But there are traits that lend themselves to, hey, I don't want to spend anything. 
but you know, and I feel like I personally wouldn't need to be reminded to spend money. Uh, I've never had an issue, but when you do put it that way, it makes sense that people might be clutching onto their retirement funds a little tighter than expected or than maybe they even should. Well, it, it makes perfect sense, Tony. And, and you don't, of course, know that you're going to do that till you get there unless you think about it. But then that brings us to a, another mistake outlined is feeling trapped by real estate. So, you know, it's always funny because we always want to get our homes and get our homes paid off. But the thing is, is, is you have a lot of money tied up in that house. And, and can you just walk into your, your study and, and take some money out of that study? <laughs> you can't. No. No. <laughs> so, you know, your home has a lot of value. And the thing is, Tony, is you have a lot of money tied up in your home. And then there's the sentimental value, of course, because you've raised your family there and you've lived there. But let's focus on the monetary value first. So, you know, the value is that for many retirees and pre-retirees, Tony, their home is their primary asset. You know, they worked hard and got it paid off before they retired. And it's great to have a good asset. But here's the thing is... You have a home, but you, it, there's no cash, about, there's no liquidity. So you can't spend any of the money tied up in your home for anything else. So it, it's always a, a tough decision, Tony. I can tell you we're going through that with my, my mom right now. She has a very large home that was great. It was six kids and grandkids. And, and when we get together, it's wonderful. But she's reaching that point where she wants to fully retire, Tony, and it's a lot of upkeep on a house because there's, you know, besides the taxes, there's like, you know, the fence needs a repair or she just had her, her gas line went out. And so they actually had to run a new gas line and dig up the road. And, you know, it's just part of the oh. joys of homeownership, right? <laughs> the joys. Yeah. And, and so when you start looking at retirement, it's you want to look at the value of the house and go, is this house serving me now? Because yeah. what may have been a wonderful house when you were raising your family, it, it, just give yourself that permission. Is it the right place and is it serving your needs today? Right. And I, I've seen those difficult decisions uh, having to be made amongst friends and family as they continue to age, you know, downsizing, things like that. And, and you need to look at it and have those discussions. And it just comes back to... Um, you know, tying your, putting your sentiment into the house, just to look at, is the house serving what you need today? Because the best thing you can do for your family is to, to keep yourself in a situation where you're independent, because just keeping the house because it's got all the memories is not necessarily the best thing you can do for the whole family. And so you can give yourself permission to right, to right size is what I would like to think about. There you go. Well, and that's another huge aspect of retirement is, you know, uh, where you're going to live. And we just moved my father-in-law into senior living. Uh, he had to sell his house. So uh, I've just been through that recently, Tara, and there's a lot to it. And I'll tell you, couldn't have made it work without working with a financial professional and advisor to make sure everything was taken care of. And we knew what we were getting into uh, and, you know, making sure you have all the proper powers of attorney signed as you get older in life and have health issues. This is all very important, but you know what? We're out of time for today's show. Once again, it just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we go, Tara? Well, you know, the bottom line of the, today's show, Tony, is you want to identify the risks that can impact your retirements. So these could be health care, long-term care, home repair, and then just we had a little fun with it. Just look at your personality traits as well, because these are all things that you can sit and identify now. 
So Tony, Chris and I look forward to talking with anybody who really wants to make sure that they are positioned for success and not positioned to make bad decisions. So Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. Tony, for those folks listening today that want to make sure they have the right plan in place for success. All right. Sounds great, Tara. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.